Well, they look like a bunch of douchebags. They are, and they're not appear. They're not arriving until Friday morning, which means the first time they put on their mics and see the stage is when they perform. What the? Whatever happened to fucking like tech rehearsals and? Well, they're sound they're checks. busy. Re- they're busy rehearsing for their tour, so they're sending their audio guy who's going to dial them in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that always works really well. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? All right. How's things down south? Moist. 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 <laughs> yes. Only only 16 more weeks of rain. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be a hurricane to cool us down. Uh, what what is this? Hawaii. Yes. Uh, it's funny because it, the the hurricane that's that's that was approaching Hawaii was called Hurricane Lane. Yeah. So I thought they were saying that they're they're calling this location Hurricane Lane, like Twister Alley. <laughs> Is that like Candy Cane Lane? Yes. It's like what a stupid ass name. Yes. So I went to get my hair cut yesterday, and you did? the woman that was was cutting my hair asked if I knew whether or not the hurricane had hit Hawaii yet. And I said, I, I honestly don't know. And mm. I said, but you know, they've had a hell of a year with the, with the uh, volcano and then now a hurricane. Right. And she seriously said to me, well, maybe, maybe the hurricane will put the volcano out. And I really didn't have the heart to be like, I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. Rain is not going to stop the power of lava coming up through the earth. Right. It just, that's not the way science works. It's not. And I didn't want to say anything because this was a woman who was cutting my hair and, you know, one slip with them fucking scissors. And yes. I got to wear a hat for fucking months. <laughs> so I, di- I just said, well, maybe, you know. What if they just like flew a giant frying pan lid over to Hawaii <laughs> and just kind of dropped, dropped it, it on the volcano? Yeah. Because that would work, right? Once it runs out of oxygen? Yes. It'll just go out? Yes. Sure. Sure. One of those Pyrex things? Yes. Because, you know, those are rated for high heat. You know, one of those lids you put on the uh, the bacon in your microwave? <laughs> so yeah, does sure. it spatter? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. See, why aren't we taking care of the volcano? Because uh, there's other more important things to take care of. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Is there? No, not no. really. Yeah. I mean, you are in Florida, a land of most fucked up stories. The idiots? Yeah. Yes. I did read, I did read a, an interesting story, though, about Florida. Yes. There's a, there's a U.S. 
House candidate, Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera. Uh-huh. Who's running for the My- the Miami area Republican seat that's about to be mm-hmm. vacated. Um, and last weekend, the Miami Herald actually endorsed her for the GOP nomination. Yes. And she just wanted to let everybody know that she's grateful for the endorsement and that the, that the fact that she was kidnapped by aliens as a child yes. should not in any way make people like that doesn't define her. Yes. So this is a real person running for office. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's been endorsed by the local newspaper <laughs> and welcome to America kids. So, so she says that, that when she was seven years old, she was taken aboard a spaceship um, by blonde extraterrestrials who resembled the Christ, the redeemer statue in Rio. And she okay. says that they told her that the center of the world's energy is Africa and that thousands of non-human skulls were once discovered in a cave on the Mediterranean island of Malta. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And she's witnessed paranormal activity since then and saw a UFO at the age of 17. Hmm. Okay. And she also said that she's been in touch with the aliens telepathically long after the abduction. So this is somebody... Well, that's good news, right? ...who may be representing... Florida citizens as a lawmaker. So, go way to go, Florida. Well, you know, look at the other idiots we put into office down here. <laughs> Don't get no better than little Marco. <laughs> My family escaped Cuba on a raft. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, this this will be interesting to see if she gets in because you know, maybe she's being telepathically controlled by the aliens. Well, you know they can't do any worse than <laughs> what we got now, right? Uh, I guess not. I guess not. But it was one of those things that when you read it, you're like, "This can't be Florida. Please don't be." Fl- oh, it's Florida. Yep. Oh, but at least this this time it's not a Florida man. This this time it's a Florida woman. Oh, thank God. Yes. Florida Hispanic woman. So it just shows that blonde aliens don't discriminate. They don't see color. They just see a 11-year-old little girl. They just see stupid. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. So we had some deaths this week. We did. We had three in a row. They were just racking them up. Well, I know about two. Who's, okay. Who the, was the first the, there one? Was one? There was one today. Yes. And then there was, there was one, one yesterday. yesterday. And then there was one, like, Thursday, I think. Okay, who was the Thursday one? Robin Leach. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, Robin Leach. Who I guess I don't know what was his claim to fame before that? He was like a He was a TV personality, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Right, but I mean before that. Oh I don't I mean, know. How did he how did because I don't think he was like rich or was he? No, he was like a um 
He was a journalist. An entertainment, yeah, an entertainment reporter. Uh, beginning his career as a print journalist, first in England and then in the United States. Hosted Lifestyles of Rich and Famous for almost nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, died at the age of 76 from complications of a stroke. Yes. While on vacation in Cabo San Lucas. You know, that's not really a bad way to go. Uh, no, Cabo's okay. Cabo's, well, Cabo's a tourist trap. It's a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, it's weird because his, his Wikipedia page has him um, dying from complications of a stroke while on vacation in Cabo San, San Lucas. Oh, wait, what? Oh, okay. So he had a he had a stroke in November of 2017. Okay. While on vacation in Cabo San Lucas. He died on Thursday from complications of that stroke in Las Vegas. Okay. That's weird. Uh, Come on, not necessarily. Peter, write that better. Well, you should you should fix it then, because you're there on Wikipedia, right? Anybody yeah. can edit Wikipedia. I know, but who wants to? Well, that's true. I mean, just basic sentence structure. That's all I'm asking for. So, so that was one. Robin Leach died. In case anybody's a big Robin Leach fan out there. And then yesterday, John McCain died, who had brain cancer and um, was a very outspoken critic of the president. Yes. Um, but he was still a Republican. But he was still a Republican. Well, that just yep. shows that he wasn't, it wasn't party before country for him. Yes. It was quite the opposite. Well, and he also requested that Barack Obama give him his eulogy. Right. Which is like, wow, the black guy, huh? <laughs> all right. Watch all those Republicans just spinning out of control. Well, and a Democrat. And, yeah. you know, and he said he didn't want Trump there. He'd rather have Mike Pence there. Which, uh, I sure. don't know if that's any better. But It's the lesser of two evils. And I mean evil in the dictionary sense of the word. Well, wouldn't you just say, like, you guys aren't invited these are the people that I want at my funeral. Yeah. So, okay. On a weird off tangent. Yes. What, when you die, do you think that your wishes should be followed to the letter when it comes to people who could come to your funeral? Um, well, your, your funeral is not meant for you. Your funeral is meant for the people who are left. Okay. So, um, no, I don't believe no. it should be followed to the letter. Okay. Because there may be grudges and stuff that you put in your, um, uh, in your will or, you know, whatever you leave behind saying, I don't want, you know, uncle so-and-so or you know that bitch first wife but 
the funeral is for the people who are left. It's not for you. Get over it. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I like like there, it, we're on a weird side tangent now, so we'll get back to the people who died. But when my mother died, mm-hmm. um. And I went up there for the funeral. I was very surprised to see my ex-brother-in-law. Okay. Who she absolutely hated. Because he hurt her, her daughter and her granddaughter. Right. In a really, like, in most senses of that word, hurt. Okay. Emotionally, physically, like, dude's a douche. Sure. I was very taken aback when I turned around and he was standing there. Okay. And I don't necessarily know that my father had known whether or not he was going to show up, mm-hmm. but I'm just wondering like, like should like knowing, and he knew that she didn't like him. So, so why did he show up? I'm pretty sure it was, it was, to be there for my niece, which is weird because he's not normally there for. Okay. But I don't know. Like you're walking into a situation where not a lot of people in the room like you. Sure. I just, I don't, I think you should have the respect to be like, all right, I'm not going to show up. Well, and I think somebody would have, could have gone to that person and pulled him aside and said, Hey, you know what? This, this isn't appropriate. I'm sorry. Get your ass out of here. I mean, I just wanted to pick him up and like toss him out the door, but I didn't. Well, you should have done that. That would have been great. I let it go. I went up to my dad and said, you okay with him here? And my dad said, let him just whatever. And I was like, all right. Sure. So I tried. Yeah. So I'm just saying, (laughs) all right. So, weird off tangent but um, so today we had Neil Simon die yes Neil Simon who is the playwright and uh, penned a bunch of movies mm-hmm. um, same time next year The Goodbye Girl he did uh, Biloxi Lots Blues Odd Couple yep um, Brighton Beach Memoirs mm-hmm. like a bunch of shit that you've heard of yes um, and he was active for a very, very long time. Yes. You always hear like, um, when actors get interviewed, a lot of times they talk about like, like wanting to do Neil Simon plays, mm-hmm. um, because they're really well written and blah blah blah. So, um. I don't think he was active for a while because he was 91. Right. And I kind of want to say that like he retired at some point, but I might be getting that wrong. Um, he, he was hospitalized for renal failure, but he also had Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. So chances are he probably didn't know who he was. Yeah, I think his last credit was 2003, mm. which was a play, and then he had another another movie version of the Goodbye Girl made for TV in 2004. Okay. Um, but yeah, 
number of awards, Kennedy Center Honors, uh, Drama Desk Award, the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor, Tony Awards, Writer Guild Awards, Golden Globe Awards. Very popular. Mm. What a shame. He will be missed. I mean, 91's a good run. I don't know it's how a very good run. Good of a run is it with Alzheimer's, but well, and yeah. I mean, it's probably not bad for him. It sucks for everybody else. It sucks for those around him. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He was married five times. Uh, twice to the same woman. Yeah. Diane Lander. Yep. That's kind of weird. What, marrying the same person twice? Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor did. Yeah, but, you know. Hey, good enough for her, good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been married? Zero. <laughs> and I'm going to keep that running streak. Consummate bachelor. That's me. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, what a shame. Goodbye, Neil Simon. You will be missed. Yes. There's other big news in Hollywood this week, too. There is? Yes. Is it about a movie franchise being put on hold? It is. Way to wow. read my mind. Wow. So it was announced this week that Disney was was putting Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on hold for a while. Yep. While they figure out how to what to do with the director's situation. Which basically means David Bautista, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, but but you have to admire a guy that's willing to stand up for his friend. Well, and again, at what point are you forgiven for something you did 20 or more years ago in the past? Right. You know? There's, you know... There's there's a time limit. I mean, Disney, Disney. There should be, right? There should be. Everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody, and it's it's not like he was. James Gunn was writing these things the week before. No, he, he was, was fired. Stupid. He was young. He was stupid. He used a, a social media platform to shock people, and it didn't work. Right. Um. And now I'm sure Marvel is like, well, you know, we have a timeline here. Like, we planned this shit out, and now you're you're fucking with it. Right. Um, but apparently the crew that was prepping for the pre-production were basically told, you can go and you can, you're free to look for new work. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so at what point do you... How, you know, we've talked about this before. How do you weigh the severity of what he did? I mean, I honestly don't think... Do you compare it against the head of your animation studio who was such a slime ball that the women who worked there named a defense tactic after him? Right, exactly. And, es and especially, especially in a situation where you have most of the people that have worked with with James Gunn in Hollywood saying, "You're wrong about this." 
Like, right. he, that is not the guy that you hired for Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. He has made you a shit ton of money. Don't do this. And Disney basically was like, we, we are upholding, we're, we're upholding to a different standard now and it doesn't matter. But, but have you read some of his tweets? I've read, I read an article that basically outlined them. So things like, I like it when little boys touch me in my silly place. Shh. Yeah. And at that point he was working for trauma Mm -hmm. and what's trauma known for shock. Right. Right. And it's never like, like he was literally touching little boys. He was doing it to shock people. He wasn't getting women drunk and then raping them. He wasn't, you know, saying stupid shit. Like, it was just stupid. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah. I, uh, (laughs) I can see by looking at some of these tweets why a studio like Disney would probably be very concerned but shouldn't that be some kind Disney of an investigation? Done... Well, sure. In the of land of knee-jerk reactions of of get rid of this guy because of something somebody else said. Right. And it's not like, you know, James James Gunn explained himself what it was. His his the people that have surrounded him have said this is not who he is now mm-hmm. like at some point you you bring him aside and you say hey we found these what the fuck explain yourself well shame on Disney for not having done that first right if you were so protective of your brand then you should have vetted this through the process before you even offered a contract right and you didn't and you made him a lot of money off of this guy yep so you're a hypocrite because you're not going to turn around and say, oh, my God, we didn't realize this. Everybody, here's your money back. <laughs> you know, they're, you know, mail in your ticket stubs and we'll send you a $10 bill. Right. So it's, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe somebody should come up with a scale <laughs> of past offenses. Yeah, I mean, that, so that would be good. So you just refer to the list. Oh, you made a sodomy joke. Mm, okay, we're going to shake our finger at you. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, versus, you, you know, you, you were a Catholic priest with a fetish for little boys. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, maybe that one we got to, like, separate ourselves from. Right. I mean, and especially... I know that the that the the new niche thing in Hollywood is to just fire people and not n- not investigate and see what the hell is really going on. But they investigated Chris Hardwick. But we're now in a we're now past the whole thing of people's lives just being ruined and like people saying, "Well, maybe there's more to the story." Right? And this this comes way after that that moment of like, um, like 
that that line in the sand of it's now like the it just you, we just found out that the one of the first people to do the Me Too move, movement paid off somebody. Um, who she had sexually harassed or something. I don't remember what the whole thing was, but like that just came out and it's like, so now how do you keep the weight on the me too movement? If you know that that's kind of been tarnished a little right. bit, mm-hmm. you really have to look at it in terms of like, since you've been working for that person. Right. I really feel that that's the way it should have been. Right, but it wasn't Rose McGowan who paid somebody off. No, no, it was... It was, it was Asia Argento, yes. who was married to Michael Bourdain most recently. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was a, a young boy who apparently they... She had molested or assaulted or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And had been paying him over many, many years. Yeah, and so what does Rose McGowan say now? She's like, well, maybe we we got to give her the benefit of the doubt. It's like no, you jumped all over fucking people, right? For any little thing that you thought was not right. So let's play the double standard now. So now it's starting to lose all credibility. Well, and again, it's like so. What? What? Where's the list? How do you know what's what? Right. And you don't. I mean, you and I cannot make that list because we've never been assaulted. Right. At least I know I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> um, so, but I do think too, though, that like the way that Hollywood reacts on a whole too should be kind of taken into account. The fact that other major studios have said to James Gunn, "When you straighten all this shit out with Disney, when you're finally released from your contract, right? Come over here because we want to work with you." Mm-hmm. should be a telltale sign of Disney of like, it's not that bad of a thing. Right. Well, and those other studios are, are purely looking at dollar signs. They don't care right. what he is as a personality. Right. And at the end of the day, it's like, that's, that should kind of be what they all deal with. Like, because of the, per- like, how many people knew about those tweets before this came to light? How many followers did he have in that time? Right. You know, it's, and, and it's, it's a well-known fact that the dude that turned him in did it because he said shit about Trump. And this guy, this guy was a big Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. So it's all just, if, if it's that, if it's this asshole, that's like, like, Oh, I'm going to get you. As Disney should look at that and be like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? I, I, I would have to say that Disney blew it. That they reacted too quickly and too strongly and have screwed themselves. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I don't see that there's any way for them to come back from this. They're not going to care because they don't. Marvel is its own machine now. Right. And they, for, for all intents and purposes, they have not had a miss at the box office. Right. Even if the movies weren't good, it's better than most of the movies that are out there. Mm-hmm. And when you have a juggernaut like the Avengers 
that is going to continue to bring in people no matter what the company does. They're not going to care whether or not five people are like, oh, boycott the Marvel stuff. Sure. Because there's still going to be a billion dollars worth of business that gets done when that next um, Avengers film comes out. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't really think Disney cares. Disney's just going to do what they think is in their best interest to keep other groups off of their back. Sure. It's it's all politics. Yeah. And it's how you appear in social media. You've got to make some decisions that are detrimental to your bottom line just to kind of protect other projects. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, so you... This is a pretty big sacrifice. I hope it's worth it. <laughs> we'll find out soon. I mean, I, I kind of feel though like it's gonna be it's gonna be the way that whatever happened with um, Edgar Wright when Edgar Wright was supposed to do Ant Man, mm-hmm. and they left over he left over creative differences, and it was basically because. Marvel built this formula and decided right. that they were going to build towards Infinity War mm-hmm. so that Ant-Man had to fit within um, a certain dynamic of what they were trying to do. And Edgar right. Wright, that wasn't the movie Edgar Wright wanted to make. So he backed mm-hmm. away and they still used parts of his script. Sure. And you can kind of see what parts are Edgar Wright and what parts aren't. And I kind of feel like that's what they're going to do with Guardians now. You're going to find somebody who's willing to take that on. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to the actors and say, you're under contract. Um, we're using James Gunn's script, although we're probably going to change some of it. Right. So if you don't want to be a part of this, they'll either recast it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're just going to carry on with the new vision. Right. Because it's not one of the weird things that people don't really seem to know about Marvel is that the director is only 50% of the equation. Sure. The other 50% happens in the editing suite with um, Kevin Feige. Right. He's there. He's the one that's, that's coming up with the new ideas to go back and reshoot. And Mm -hmm. while the, the director's, are the voice of the movie. He's the guy that's crafting it behind the scenes. Right. And they have loosened up a bit in the past couple of years with James Gunn and, and Taika Waititi and um, Ryan Coogler Mm -hmm. to say, you guys can kind of do what you want, um, create the movie that you want. And then they work together in the editing suite to, yep to craft it but Marvel still has their hand in that process oh firmly so whoever comes in is just going to walk into that process and it's still going to have a similar tone and it's still going to be pretty much a Guardians of the Galaxy movie Mm -hmm. and even if it's not that great this was always supposed to be the last movie with that cast anyway right so maybe they ramp up that whole plan that they had to bring back Stallone and a couple of the others and do like a different team of the guardians. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where they go with this. 
But I don't think Disney at all is is concerned with the their public image over this. No, no, they definitely made the decision and they're not backing down. No. So deal with it is pretty much the response. Even though they have stuff in their past that they'd like to keep hidden. Uh, really? Yeah. Of course. I mean, can you easily buy Song of the South? Uh, no, you cannot. See? Why is that? Because it's racial? But it's not. It's just as racist as Gone with the Wind. Well, true. And Gone with the Wind is hailed as a classic. Right. There, there's, there, there's nothing in Song of the South that's derogatory. Then why have they not released it? Because they, it, it was it was removed in a period when we were incredibly hypersensitive. More hypersensitive than we are now. Yes. <laughs> wow. Because now there's so much to be hypersensitive about. Wow. Back then it was only certain things. Hmm. Okay. But it was a product of its time. So if you want to, you can't erase history. You can only use history to inform. Right. But at the same time, it's a little hypocritical of Disney to fire James Gunn when there's shit like that in their past. But it's the same thing. It, I mean, they, they, the, the current leadership of Disney had nothing to do with the production of that film whatsoever. Right. So they just responded to a number of what they felt were uh, valid complaints and decided the best way to handle it was to remove it from circulation. Okay. Which is what they've done with James Gunn. <laughs> they've removed him from circulation. You can find the James Gunn laser disc, <laughs> but good luck finding a machine that will play it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I it's it's just a weird time in Hollywood for all this shit to be going on. It sure is. It's a weird time in the world. <laughs> it just gets worse. Yes, it does. Just gets worse. I mean, I kind of feel like net neutrality might be the way to go here. Uh, I think if less people are online. Yes, it might actually be better. But then where are we going to complain about Game of Thrones being delayed another two months? Uh, around the, the water cooler. Like where you complained before. Mm, nah, it's not the same thing. <laughs> Why not? Because they can see your face at the water cooler. Oh. They can't see your face on the internet. Well, that's the thing. Maybe people would be more civilized. Eh, maybe maybe that's the point of which people be like why are we acting like assholes here uh, that's never going to happen <laughs> that's never going to happen no we will never realize that <laughs> and that's the problem wow fine whatever I just think that at some point things got to swing back the other way. 
hopefully. Just don't know if that'll be anytime soon. I did. <sighs> I think as as social media expands into the American zeitgeist, you are going to have just more of this. More of these stupid accusations of I read something the other day there was somebody I think it was a it's a race car driver who lost a sponsorship for something that the race car driver's father said 25 years ago and uh. it's like uh, okay I guess if that's the way we're going to go with this but he didn't say it like at what point do you guilt, stop guilt that? by association innocent until proven guilty no that's not it at all that's not it at all I, I mean, understand that the American the dream is news. dead okay I understand that that's a good start quite handedly that like we are in no longer a place where the American dream has any consequence to us no but it still should be a democratic um innocent until proven guilty and I'm not saying that James Gunn was innocent he obviously made those sure whether or not you were not serious and you were doing it for shock effect right you still need to admit that you were the one who made the choice to do that and he did and I yes. and I respect the fact that he just stepped up and said yes that was me sure but at the same time take a look at the person's character now And we'll see where it goes. Just saying. Yeah. They're tough decisions to be made, Chris. <laughs> tough decisions. Yeah. I'm sure along the lines of the tough decisions that Peter Dinklage must make on a daily basis. <laughs> should I make the post-apocalyptic rom-com or should I star in the biography of Hervé Villachez? Well, why not both? You know what? I'm going to do both. That's right. And I can't wait to see the Hervé Velichez movie. I mean, I watched, I watched the short trailer that they, no pun intended that they put out. <laughs> yes. And I mean, he's taken it extremely seriously. He is. And that's kind of bizarre. It's like, why are you doing this movie? It's not the Billy Barty story. <laughs> You Look don't, that one up on kids. You don't you don't think that Hervé Villachev was was just as important to the um little people community as Hervé as um Barty? Billy Barty. Um I think he was important in the same way that Vern Troyer was. Okay, explain that. No. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna, I'm going to let you try to figure it out. No, explain that to me. Well, I think that he, he, well, he was kind of out of control. Uh, he was known, I, I, um, so he's most known as Tattoo on Fantasy Island, right? right? He did that for almost 10 years. Right. It was like seven years or so. And saying, the plane, the plane. Right. Hey, boss. What's her problem? Well, you see, Tattoo, she's a lonely lawyer who wants to find love. <laughs> oh, tea, boss. 
That's a good hurt. That's a that's a good Ricardo Montalban. Wasn't it? Yeah. Come. <laughs> um. He 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 made multiple suicide attempts. Yeah. He there was a um. Um. When he did finally kill himself, because he did finally commit suicide, they think that he shot through the sliding glass patio door mm -hmm. to wake up his girlfriend. Right. So maybe it was it was kind of a cry for help that didn't work. Um, he was actually supposed to have been um, the co-host on Space Coast, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Right. Um. But um, yeah, his life was cut short. <laughs> See, he was he he was an odd little man. So he did some movies. He did some filmographies where he, he did he played um he played some characters names such as Beppo and <laughs> Mr. Spatunia <laughs> and Bobo. Mm -hmm. The spider. My, he my was in favorite, Man with the Golden my, Gun as Nick Knack. Yes. But my favorite role of all time. Airplane 2? No. No? He was on Sesame Street as Oscar's legs. Was he really? Anytime they had a scene where Oscar was supposed to be, like, moving. Yeah. Where you saw, like, the trash can walking or something. Yeah. It was Hervé Villages. Wow. Yeah. He was an airplane too, as the little breather. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not saying that he he didn't have a fucked up life, because I'm sure, like, at that time in Hollywood, it, he was he was climbing a mountain to mm -hmm. get where he was. Sure. And I think when when in a time when little people were mostly the butt of jokes and weren't taken very seriously. You know, I think he, he did what he could in order to have a career. I mean, his King Lear was like so well known. <laughs> it was just amazing. I mean, you know, the first little person to do Shakespeare, that's, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not like Peter Dinklage today where, He's a very respected actor. Yes. You know, he's coming from a time when it, that like, he's put in Airplane 2 because it's a funny joke that it's, I need a little breather, and he shows up. Right. You know. Whereas Hervé Villachez was basically the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. So, I, I don't know. I think, I think Hervé Villachez maybe paved the way for today's <laughs> little people. Okay. I think he's one of the... Like, if, if I was to ask you to name five Little People actors from the 1980s. From the 1980s? See? Billy Barty, Hervé Villachev. Ah. Zelda Rubinstein, Kenny Baker, wait, Felix wait, Silla. Wait, wait, wait. Does Zelda Rubinstein count? Was she... Zelda, no, she was a, a little person. Was she really? Yeah. Oh. According to IMDb. Oh, okay. I didn't... I thought she was... T 
taller than I guess. Oh, she was four three. Never mind. Well, Make, makes your wife seem like she's towering over people. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I guess I just felt that Zelda Rubenstein was taller because of her larger than life presence on screen. Oh bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she wasn't supposed to return for Poltergeist 2. No? She was... Actually, it was the other doctor. The the one that goes and gets her. Uh-huh. In the original Poltergeist. Yeah. That was supposed to have been in Poltergeist 2, which kind of makes more sense when you think about it. Like, why would this character come back? Right. Um, but that actress was busy, so they said, well, who can we get? And Zelda Rubenstein said, hey, I'm available. I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> didn't suffer from the poltergeist curse, though. No, she did not. So, you know. No. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter has this great story from two years ago called Little People, Big Woes in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Low pay, degrading jobs, and a tragic death. Ooh. Apparently, this was written in response to the death of four foot one cabaret act known as Minnie Kim Kardashian. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Who I take it killed herself? Uh, I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. Oh, my. Oh, she her died. Her body from heavy was found bruising. by her boyfriend, Minnie Kanye. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm. So, I mean, eh, I guess it's apparently she died of, of drinking chronic alcohol oh. abuse. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. Now, Minnie Kanye looks like Minnie Kanye, but Minnie Kim Kardashian does not look like Kim Kardashian. Maybe that's really Kanye. It could be. Maybe she's really just Kim Kardashian's ass. <laughs> that there's two people in that dress at all times. There you go. There's Kim, and then there's a little person playing her ass. And there's Minnie Kim. And then there's Minnie Kim. I mean, I guess you either become a, a mini impersonator or you have to put up with being a um, um, dwarf at Christmas or, you know, any of that stupid shit. Right. Which I think why is it was very interesting that... Um, um, fuck. Why? Like, all of a sudden, I'm having brain farts now. Um, Peter Dinklage played a dwarf in um, Infinity War, but mm -hmm. instead of being small, he was a giant. Right. Like, that just, you know, that makes you... I don't know. Never mind. I don't know what I was trying to say there. I don't either. 
Oh, Peter Dinklage is also starring as a leprechaun in another movie. <laughs> All right, so, so all I guess, right out the window. So I guess what he's saying is is that Peter Dinklage is just going to take every damn dwarf job there is. Uh, see, I I think you need to look at it on the opposite side. I think you need to look at it from the standpoint of the director saying. I want a really good actor who's also a little person. What about Peter Dinklage? And the fact that he's saying yes to all this stuff mm-hmm. is just him wanting to work. Well, yeah, definitely. You know, you get you get like Tyrion Lannister to be in your film and mm-hmm. like holy shit. Sure. But somebody's got to put on the E.T. costume. <laughs> There's other little actors in in Hollywood that'll do it. Well, these days, yeah. So the the um, the pitch for the movie The Dwarf that he's starring in is mm-hmm. a Machiavellian dwarf in a medieval Italian court brings the kingdom to the brink of ruin by manipulating the prince he serves. Sure. Which sounds way more badass than he's playing a dwarf. I don't if I could get him in a movie, I would, you know, jump at that chance. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You never know. Not going to happen. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know my stuff. Uh, I know enough. Could happen one day. Yeah. Look, if we know people that are making movies in their fucking front yard for Netflix, we can do something. Just mm-hmm. Something. And for two grand, you can hire those same actors. Warwick Davis. See, there's my little person. Uh-huh. I don't think he likes to be referred to as your little person. He's he's the world's little person. If I'm paying him enough, he's my little person. <laughs> Just saying. All right, whatever. It's not like I'm going to be using him as a footrest. Or Oh, what a great idea. You know, as a little butler, he's going to be acting in a serious film. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Or maybe it's a comedy. Maybe I'll see his range. He was pretty funny in those um, Ricky Gervais things. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because he's small, John, doesn't mean he doesn't have talent. I never said that. that. I never said that. He is a dear, dear friend of mine. (laughs) You guys get together on the reg for coffee? Yes. Yeah. Anytime he's in Central Florida? Yes. Hey, look me up. He gets a venti over at a Starbucks and uses it as a hot tub. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Had to go there, right? Yes. We're making a case for the good of the little person. Yes. And then you had to say that. Oh, well. Way to go, John. At least I didn't tweet it. (laughs) 
Star Trek William Shatner is putting out a Christmas album called I Shatner Claws. I, I saw that. It's up for pre-sale. William Shatner's impact on pop culture's space knows no bounds, and it looks like he's even branching out into the world of holiday tunes. Appropriately titled Shatner Claws. Let's see. We can get it on vinyl. Yes. That's interesting. That'll be a collector's item. Jingle Bells featuring Henry Rollins. Blue Christmas featuring Brad Paisley. Little Drummer Boy featuring Joe Lewis Walker. Winter Wonderland with Todd Rundgren and Artemis Pyle. Twas the Night Before Christmas with Mel Collins. Run Rudolph. Mel Collins? Mel Collins. Oh, Biggie. Uh, I have no idea. Run Rudolph Run with Elliot Easton. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel with Rick Wack, 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 Wakeman? Wakeman, yeah. Wakeman. Silver Bells with Ian Anderson. Uh, one He's for You, One for Me. a lot of old me. rockers on that. Yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with Billy Gibbons from um, ZZ Top. Oh. Oh, no, oh Billy Gibson is who I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Uh, Silent Night featuring Iggy Pop. White Christmas with Judy Collins and Feliz Navidad with Danny Bender. I'm going to say that's a big pass for me. That kind of sounds amazing. Does it? Okay. It sounds like a train wreck you want to watch. Okay. You don't think Jingle Bells with him and Henry Rollins is probably not the best thing you've ever heard? I'm sure it's not going to (laughs) be. I have very refined tastes. I'm sorry. Oh, whatever. I know you better than that. <laughs> yeah, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I had the right one. Yeah. No, Bill Gibson was is the drummer for Huey Lewis in the News. Just saying. So, so the editorial review on Amazon says a very special gift for the, of the holidays, the first ever Christmas album from the godfather of dramatic musical interpretations and a legend of stage and screen, Mr. William Shatner. I am putting out a Christmas album. <laughs> the one for you, one for me is the only original tune on the album, and that's only him. And if you order it today, you can get a limited edition red vinyl. Ooh. Mm-hmm. For $24.98. So I shouldn't gift this to you for Christmas? Uh, I saying? wouldn't. I would not. <sighs> what? First of all, I would have nothing to play the vinyl on. Come on, you can you can go out and get a record player now it fucking books a million I, I i i'm not going to go buy a record player just to hear the latest william shatner well, album. i'll get you i'll get you the audio cd oh no that's okay that's even cheaper that's only 15 dollars. Ooh, you're worth 15 bucks oh thanks at least <laughs> no no all right i'll get you something else then Jeez. okay what the fuck? 
Ooh, there was a shooting during a live stream of Madden 19. Yes, in Jacksonville today. Ah, lovely Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think somebody lost a game and just lost their shit. I don't know. He, okay, so... Uh, apparently this is a rather large story developing at this point. Uh-huh. Where the Jacksonville mass shooter allegedly competed, lost game, um, and then opened fire. Sore loser, huh? Yeah. Wow. An eyewitness told the publication the suspect had lost in a previous match before attacking the tournament. Hmm. Wow. That's some fucked up shit right there. Multiple fatalities have occurred at the scene of the shooting. Right. Wow. Imagine getting up on a Sunday and being like, I'm going to go play in a tournament, a video game tournament. Right. And then... But I'm going to take my gun just in case I lose. Well, Well, getting killed fucking because somebody doesn't know how to play a fucking game. Yeah. Holy shit. Sad, sad world. But fortunately, the the gaming star who's known as Young Drinny was grazed by a bullet, but safe. Oh, thank God. Yes. I was worried about him. Yes. Wow. That's fucked up. Jeez. That is terrible. The fuck is this world coming to? I don't know. It really is fucking amazing that any of us get out of this. Well, none of us get out of it alive, but... Yeah. That we last as long as we do. So have you been watching Fear the Walking Dead at all? I have. Have you? Yes. I have not, but I understand that it has basically become the Morgan show. Well, yes. And now Morgan has decided he has to go back to Alexandria. Yeah. That's... (laughs) It's weird that, like, you start the show off with one family, and you're following that one family, and then you're not really getting the ratings that you think you should be getting, so you take somebody from the other show that's doing well, Mm -hmm. but not a main character. I mean, Morgan was never, like, front and center for more than a couple of episodes, but now all of a sudden he's, like, the main draw on Fear. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and Fear's getting all these new cast members. Yeah. So I, there, I mean that's obviously one way to to refresh your series by killing everybody off and starting over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but at that point, you should probably fucking get rid of that show and just move everybody over. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even think they can do now. I think you just got to ride that shit out. I think so. 
but it's not even that there's there's much of anything that needs to be detailed out on Fear the Walking Dead. Right. That you, you could easily just stop airing it, and I don't think people would notice. <laughs> it just doesn't come back? I just It just doesn't come back. Nobody says anything. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's because the way it goes. you've kind of followed everybody. You know that most of them are dead. And you know that they're now in the same time period as regular Walking Dead. Right. So just combine the two shows. Let Morgan go back to Alexandria. Well, because they're going to need a crazy leader once Rick leaves. Well, they should do like a two-parter, like a two-hour one where it's Fear of the Walking Dead. And then at the very end, he like walks off the screen from Fear and walks onto the screen in Walking Dead. Excited that Mel B is gonna go into rehab and get her life in order? About time. <laughs> Apparently she has a sex addiction. Ooh. And alcoholism. Which means she gets drunk and just fucks whatever she sees. Well that explains the smile on uh What's his name's face? <laughs> Who's man? What you know? Man tits. What's his name? Man. Wait, who? The the guy who's the the British guy who's on America's Got Talent. Oh, Simon Cowell. Simon. That's yeah. it. Man tits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what a weird world. Yes. All right. You got anything else for this week? Mm-mm. No? All right. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow uh-huh. us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and listen you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Did you see the dwarf across the road? No. Neither did the bus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>